Well, once again, Merry Christmas, good morning, and uh, let me start by acknowledging the parents in the room. Uh, first off, this is a kid-friendly service. We knew what we meant uh, when we said that. We're glad to have kids in the room, and here's what happens. Inevitably, there will be more giggles and squawks and questions and squirming, uh, and that's okay because we love kids and we don't mind at all, and we just want to relieve the parents of any stress of trying to ensure um, perfect quietness. We're glad that they're here. And for you kids out there, I can't see all of you, but I saw some of you before service. What's up? I, there's the wave. Kids, I'm pumped you're here, and I, I want you to know, kids, I need your help today. There were a ton of kids last night, so I'm going to need you guys to be extra loud this morning when I ask you some questions, all right? Sound good? All right, good. All right, so here we are, Christmas season, and uh, this is what happens for many of us. We come along to Christmas, and we're sprinting into December, and we've got the manger scene at home and uh, we like to take it out, put it on the table. Maybe it's the little baby toddler one like this or a different one. But we tend to sprint into December. We acknowledge Jesus in passing, let's be honest, much of the time. Uh, we give a tip of the hat. We, we sentimentalize Christmas. And the danger of the annual celebration that we do is that we might end up shrinking the blazing glory of Christmas and King Jesus down into sweet little baby Jesus, and we just put him in a box in the manger, and we get through December, we remember Christmas quickly, and then we tend to oftentimes take sweet little baby Jesus, put him over in the corner of our lives, and then move on with our lives as if he's nothing of that big of importance. See, the danger of this is that we can get so familiar with the mind-blowing announcement that the king of the universe, who had been forever in existence before Christmas morning, stepped into the human life, we can get so familiar with it that we just think, oh, sweet little baby Jesus. And we leave him over in the corner of the room and then move on with the typical American life after that come January. And what I want to submit to you is that, friend, there is far more to the true story of Jesus. You see, you may, quote unquote, know the high-level facts of Jesus. You may know what happened at Christmas and with the wisdom of his teachings and what happened at the cross and Easter Sunday. You may know the facts of the true story of Jesus, but I want to submit that you don't know. <laughs> you don't have an inkling of the immensity of the beauty and the glory and the significance of what we say when we say Jesus came for us. Here's how I want you to think of it. Think of it along these lines, all right? So for the kids in the room, this is your chance. Uh, I need you to answer, and don't just like whisper it, kids. I want you to yell out loud. This is your chance to yell in church, all right? And you kids, you are way more fun than the adults, so I'm glad you're in the room, all right? Whoopee, that's right, that's the spirit. All right, kids, look up at the screen. Kids, have you ever been to the beach in Florida or South Carolina or Maine? Yell it out, kids. Have you ever been to the Atlantic Ocean at all? Yes. yes. 
All right, we've got some yeses and some noes. All right, Atlantic Ocean, it's huge. It's fun. It is amazing, especially in Florida. And this next picture, you're going to see a map of the Atlantic Ocean, in case you're not familiar. It's enormous. It goes from the southern tip of South America, up alongside Africa, Europe, up to the northernmost part of Canada. It is immense. And so I was looking up uh, on Google, I wanted to get some facts for this illustration to share, and so I just typed into Google, Atlantic Ocean Facts. And uh, up in the top right corner, right away, the Google profile for the Atlantic Ocean came up, and I was shocked to find that in the whole world, the Atlantic Ocean only has four Google reviews. Center Church has nearly 10 times more Google reviews than the Atlantic Ocean. So if you're not busy at all the next couple of days, show some love for the Atlantic Ocean with some Google reviews. But the top Google review, which made my week, besides everything with Jesus and my family, what made my week was this Google review up on the screen. Read it. I did not make this up. This is real. Much better and way more clean than the Pacific Ocean. So many fish here, and there even is water. Like water everywhere. When you visit here in winter, watch out for icebergs, especially in the northern parts. They may sink your ship if you don't watch out. Five out of five. That is one out of four Google reviews in the whole world. Show them some more love and give another Google review. But this is, once again, look at that map of the Atlantic Ocean. It's massive. Kids, listen to this, kids. The the Atlantic Ocean at its deepest point is nearly 28,000 feet deep. You could take Mount Everest, if you could pick it up, and drop it in that deepest point of the Atlantic Ocean, drop Mount Everest in, and the Atlantic Ocean would almost completely swallow it up. The, The tip of Mount Everest would just be sticking out a little bit. It's that deep. So kids, here it is. All right, yell out at me, kids. Do you think, if I took one of those sinking rings and threw it in that deep spot, do you think you could swim to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean and get it? No? Okay, kids, yell it out again. Do you think? No, thank you. All right, second question, kids. Look at that map. Kids, do you think you could swim everywhere in the Atlantic Ocean, Africa to South America and Europe and Canada? Could you swim all of that? No, all right. I'm just going to give some credit to the parents of this service today because there were some less than humble children last night who were yelling, yes. <laughs> they were very confident swimmers. You kids are a lot more realistic in your self-assessment. Kudos to you. All right, so kids, you know this. Many of you, you've been to the Atlantic Ocean. You've stepped into the waves at the beach of the Atlantic Ocean, but you know you've not seen all of the Atlantic Ocean. You've not gone to the bottom of the depths of the Atlantic Ocean. You've seen it, but there's so much more. And this is why I want to frame the beauty of not just the Christmas story, but the true Jesus story from A to Z. You see, the mistake too many of us make, whether we're teenagers or in our 80s and been doing this Jesus thing our whole life, the mistake many of us make is we think we we know the facts of Jesus. We know we've been to Christmas Eve services and Good Friday and Easter, and we went to Sunday school growing up. And so we think 
we know it, but the tragedy is we get overly familiar and we don't realize the unsearchable riches of Christ that are available for us. How I want to push us today is I, I, I want to challenge us to realize many of us have just stepped into the water at the beach of the Atlantic Ocean and we're content to stop there. And I want to say there is so much more glory for you in the story of Jesus. Here's where I'm getting that. Uh, we have been in the book of Ephesians for a couple of months now. And uh, this letter to the church in Ephesus is a masterful study of the implications of the victory of Jesus. Uh, Ephesians is showing what it means that Jesus is risen and how to live with Jesus at the center of it all. And the beauty of Ephesians is that it's not just like some high and lofty textbook written by an academic where it's, it's removed from his life. Ephesians, beautifully enough, has some personal biography of its author, a man named Paul, in it. And nearly halfway into the book, the writer, Paul, says this about his life mission and what he's for. Up on the screen, you'll see Ephesians 3, verse 8. Paul says this. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So Gentiles is this word for um, every non-Jewish person, the, the non-Jewish people outside of Israel. And Paul is saying, I'm taking this message to the whole world. Like, I'm not staying in Israel. I'm going everywhere to share the gospel story. And notice the five-word summary of Paul's message. Notice the five-word summary of the gospel that Paul gave. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Do you ever think about Jesus in those terms? Do, do you shrink sweet little baby Jesus down and put him in the corner of your room? Or have you lifted your eyes long enough to see the unbelievable immensity of the message of Jesus Christ? You see, that word up there, unsearchable, in the original Greek, it literally means incomprehensible. Paul is saying to you and I, you, you can't even begin to comprehend. You can't even begin to wrap your mind around the immensity of who Jesus is. You, you can't even begin to dream, imagine, or fathom the significance and the bigness of Jesus Christ. And yet too often, we make the tragic mistake of thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jesus. And then we move on with our life, barely granting him a second glance. You see up there when it says the unsearchable riches, uh, when Paul says riches, he's not referring to, you know, Jesus's net worth or how much money he's got in the bank. Uh, the unsearchable riches of Christ is referring to the character of Jesus and the work of Jesus and what he did. You see, the unsearchable riches of Christ is referring to the beauty of what we remember at Christmas, that Jesus Christ, who had for all of eternity past as the Son of God, Jesus Christ had always existed before the earth was created, before the galaxies were made, before time was even a thing. 
Jesus had always been in existence with God the Father and God the Spirit in perfect harmony and relationship and self-giving love. Jesus Christ, the one through whom the planet Earth was spoken into existence on Christmas morning, Jesus bravely stepped out of heaven, fully knowing what would happen, and into the human experience. And Jesus humbled himself to the fragility of what we know in human life. The unsearchable riches of Christ is referring to the purity of his life and his sinless life, how Jesus always perfectly loved God and perfectly loved others. The incalculable riches of Christ refers to Jesus' humility to get low and serve those who did not deserve it and gave him nothing in return. It refers to the wisdom in his teachings, his strength and willingness to protect the vulnerable and to advocate for the unseen. The riches of Christ is his generosity to endlessly give of himself to those who never thanked him. It refers to his authority and his power to heal the sick and cast out disease. To his authority and his power to cast out evil spirits and to tell demons to go with a word. The unsearchable riches of Christ is so much more than what we think of it. It refers to Jesus' willingness to step into our place to take what our sin deserved on the cross and to die in our place for our good so we could get mercy and he could take justice. The riches of Christ refers not just to the cross, but to the resurrection of Jesus. When on Easter Sunday, he stepped out of that tomb, walked out alive, holding the keys to hell and death itself, ready to share his victory with whoever would come to him. But it does not end there. The riches of Christ is speaking to right now. Jesus' session at the right hand of God is Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, ready, willing, able, and glad to pour out grace, forgiveness, and mercy on all who call on him if they would just call on him. And that's not the end of the story either. The riches of Christ refers to Jesus' promise and his dead set guarantee to one day return from heaven, to conquer evil, to judge sin, and establish his kingdom with perfect love, joy, peace, and true human flourishing for all who trust in him. You see, that is the unsearchable riches of Christ. And tragically enough, many of us just shrink down sweet little baby Jesus and keep scrolling on Amazon and running around Lake County. How many of us miss the glory of Christ? And here's why I'm doing this Christmas Eve message a bit differently. Uh, here's why we're in Ephesians, and I just want to acknowledge some of you might be thinking, what is this guy doing in Ephesians 3 on Christmas Eve? Here's why. Because I want to look at this story from a different angle, and I want to shake us awake, and I want to tell you there's more for you. You, you might be familiar with Matthew chapters 1 and 2. You might be familiar with Luke chapter 1 and 2. You might be familiar with Isaiah 9. You don't know the unsearchable riches of Christ. There's more for you, friend. And I, I want to reframe Christmas in this framework. The unsearchable riches of Christ is for you. But are you looking at him come January? Are you setting your mind on him the rest of the year? 
Friend, you may have stepped in the Atlantic Ocean, but you've not swam through all of the Atlantic Ocean. You may know the facts of Jesus, but you don't know the immeasurable riches of Christ. Think of it like this. Once again, the Atlantic Ocean is huge. It, it, it's massive. Like I showed you that map, nearly 20% of the Earth's surface has the Atlantic Ocean covering it. But even though it's massive, we, we can still roughly calculate how big it is. The Atlantic Ocean is nearly 33 million square miles. And there is an unbelievable amount of aquatic life. Estimates vary, but trillions of fish in the Atlantic Ocean, not including whales, sharks, or turtles, or anything else. Just fish, there are trillions. And also, an unbelievable amount of water, as that Google review told you, and there was even water. Google, yay, Google. Merry Christmas, Google, yes. All right, kids, this is a gallon, all right? Kids, I want you to yell it out, all right? Once again, the, adult, the adults are boring. Gallon, you are into it. The adults are boring. I need to hear from you kids. This is a gallon. How, you're passionate. How many gallons of water do you think there are in the Atlantic Ocean? Take a guess, yell it out. 28,000, good guess. Trillions, what else? 100, 1,000, keep going higher. A billion, a million wonderful guesses. Infinite, not quite infinity. That was cl- that's good. A lot. Well, guess what? I googled it. I googled it, and I found out a rough estimate of how many gallons of water there are in the Atlantic Ocean. Up on the screen, here's that answer to that trivia point. That's the number of how many gallons there are. And I've got to confess to you. When I saw that number at the top, I said to myself, I have no idea how to say that number. (laughs) I did not remember junior high math well enough. So I had to search on Google, number to words converter. (laughs) And then I knew how to say that number. Kids, I need your help, all right? On the count of three, kids, I need you to say out loud with me, that number on the screen, all right? So on a count of three, you're going to read that number with me. Here we go. One, two, three. 80 quintillion, 836 quadrillion, 647 trillion, 912 billion gallons of water in the Atlantic Ocean. None of you guessed that number, sorry, but you were close. All right, so here, here's the mind-blowing thing. 33 million square miles, how, whatever that number is up there, that many gallons of water. The Atlantic Ocean is huge, but we can quantify how big the Atlantic Ocean. We, we can do math and figure out how much water is in the Atlantic Ocean despite it being that enormous. But here's the thing. You literally cannot calculate how awesome and glorious Jesus Christ is. You cannot begin to wrap your mind around how big and wonderful the true Jesus story is. Friend, you are more likely to touch every drop of water in the Atlantic Ocean than you are to wrap your mind around the glory of Jesus Christ. You are more likely to take this gallon, empty out the Atlantic Ocean and get to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean than you are to get to the bottom of the depths of the love of Jesus for you. 
And yet, tragically enough, many of us just live with sweet little baby Jesus on the corner of the room of our lives. Friend, you don't know how wonderful Jesus is, but are you living for him? Are you paying attention to him? Are you setting your mind on him? And here's what I want to remind us of. Don't settle for just dipping your toes in the water of the ocean and say, I've seen enough, and then walk away. Would you dive in with the rest of your life? Friend, hear me. Christmas is not just some sweet little sentimental, vague, hope is alive type message. Jesus came for you. Jesus took on flesh, and I need you to hear me. The incarnation of Jesus is for you. The sinless life of Jesus is for you. The death of Jesus is for you. The resurrection of Jesus is for you. Every single day, the unsearchable riches of Christ are for you, but are you coming to him? Or are you just carrying along with the typical American life? We're about to step into a song that uh, is probably new for many of you. Uh, as the band comes up, they're going to lead us in a song that is only a couple of years old. And this song, beautifully enough, plays off of a familiar Christmas carol that probably all of us have sung this time of the year. That Christmas carol is, O Come All Ye Faithful. But this song is entitled, O Come All You Unfaithful. And the beautiful thing about this song is that it invites us in our present brokenness to come to Christ. It says, wherever you're at right now, whatever your sorrows or brokenness or addictions or weariness, like come to Jesus now. And the tragedy so often is that many people, they wait to come to Jesus till they think they get their life cleaned up enough, orderly enough, and then they come to Jesus. And I want you to know right now, Regardless of your life status, Christmas is for you now. May the unsearchable riches of Christ capture your heart today and forevermore. I invite you to remain seated as this uh, song is sung over you. Just remain in your seat and let these words wash over you. And may you come into the Christmas story like never before.